Welcome to the Magic Potion Podcast, where a sprinkle and a dash can enhance your class. Listen to learn about tools, techniques, and stories from educators on ways to improve your lessons, create a positive culture, and much more. I'm your host, Kevin Reinemann, and now it's time to make it happen. Episode 4, Stay Calm and Keep Your Composure. This episode, we're going to talk a little bit about when things don't go right in your classroom and the important things to keep in mind when something like that happens. So, first of all, let's let's talk about magic, the magic potion, and, and what my purpose behind this whole thing is. And that's simply that we're all looking for ways to become better educators and to make the most out of what it is we do on a day-to-day basis. And my thought process led me to the acronym MAGIC. And, you know, each one of those letters stays, stands for something. And as you follow along on these episodes, you'll see them all, all come out over time while we also discuss some other things. So basically, MAGIC is this. M, motivate yourself and the students that you work with. A, assessment. That's going to talk about looking at the lessons you've done in the past, as well as doing formative assessment moving forward with your students. G is going to be get out there, mostly looking at getting on Twitter and connecting yourself with other educators from all over the place. I, integrate integrate technology. You know, I, I can't have something without involving technology. That's just not who I am. So that's what the I stands for. And finally, C is calm. Stay calm. That's something that I did not necessarily have perfect in my classroom. Uh, it's probably the biggest thing I wish I could go back and change from from those years that I spent with a class of my own. And that that's talking about when things don't go right or even with classroom uh, behavior management and those sorts of things. So stay calm and keep your composure. You know, let's let's think about that time when you thought you had everything laid out to a T that this is going to be the greatest lesson ever. I've got that technology and the students are just going to love it. Something happens though. Maybe the Wi-Fi goes down. Maybe you can't seem to get logged in. Maybe a student forgot to bring their, um, to charge up their device the night before. I I can specifically think of one where I was teaching. I wanted to show a, a little clip in a world history course that I was teaching and I kept going to the website, kept trying to pull it up, wanted to project it for all the students to see. And I just could not get the video to load. I I spent the entire class period just trying everything I could to get this video to stream. And I look back on that and that was an entire wasted day of instruction of conversation of just learning in general that those students that day lost out on because I was so focused and bullheaded on trying to make sure this one video clip would work when we could have just discussed it and and still covered the same material. Sure. It wasn't exactly what I had planned, but it would have, it, it would have led to a meaningful discussion and thoughts and ideas would have been shared and the students would have gotten a heck of a lot more out of it than standing there watching me try and fiddle around with getting things to load. And looking back on it at the time, I had uh, 
you know, I was relatively new, wasn't really on a, on the tech director side of things at, at that point. And I learned a lot about internet bandwidth at that time. And the bandwidth that we had at school was so low. It was what was called a T1 connection. That is basically 1.4 megabytes per second, if I remember correctly. And most of your schools today have somewhere between, you know, on the low end, maybe 10 megs. The school I work at, we have 100 megs. So that's a, a shared line. It's like going from a, a dirt road in the country somewhere to the Autobahn, really, when we're talking about speeds and, and stuff moving around and, and working. So I don't want to get too heavy into the tech side of things because the audience, you guys might not know exactly uh, the terminology and everything I'm using. So I'll try to make that as easy as possible with you. So with that lesson, you know, things did not go well. The students saw me up front getting frustrated and they just kicked back. They chuckled at it. Um, I'm sure they, they made fun of me a little bit and I couldn't hear it. And that's, no, that's not fine. We shouldn't make fun of other people, but it was definitely a wasted opportunity, as I as I had to say. And um, you know, some basic troubleshooting steps that you know you hear it all the time, and people joke about it. But seriously, turning something off and back on resolves a lot of problems. So before you get frustrated that something is not working in your class, give that a try. I, it sounds silly, but that resolves quite a few problems in the technology side of things to the point where it's it's a joke amongst the IT people in the world. So students could, could see me getting frustrated up there and think about yourself if, you know, put yourself in a student's shoes. Um, you know, enthusiasm breeds enthusiasm in the same way that when we're in front of the classroom, excited about what we're teaching, it creates that excitement in your students too. If you're up there getting flustered, the students may not take you seriously. Um, they may not be, well, they probably won't be engaged. And if, when you're frustrated, you're the type of person that starts voice getting louder and you might snap on somebody for something that you really wouldn't be upset with on any other day, that's gonna turn off the class. So it's very important to stay calm in these situations. You know, earlier this week, I was hosting a workshop. Uh, I, I offered for, I work in the Diocese of Toledo, Ohio, and I offered this workshop, not only this, the teachers that work with me at my school, but also to any teachers in the diocese that want to come down. And lo and behold, the, the topic was Google Classroom. I could not believe how popular it was. Most of my workshops, you know, have somewhere 10 to 15 people coming in. And this one had over 30 signed up. And they're coming from upwards of an hour and a half away. You know, some of them were close, maybe a 20-minute drive. But there was there was crowds from an hour to an hour and a half away. So I was very surprised. We're very pleased, obviously. And... Knowing that I had such a large audience coming, I really wanted to make sure I, I had all my ducks in a row. And I kept telling myself and running through situations, what could go wrong? All right, if this does go wrong, what am I going to do? What's going to happen if somebody forgets their password? Is there anything I can do to help alleviate that? You know, I tried to send out emails ahead of time to make sure 
they knew that they needed to bring a computer with them. I gave them the uh, Wi-Fi name and password so they could get to that quickly and easily. I had stuff up on the board and I tried to look at everything that could go wrong and be prepared for it. Maybe that's going back to my my Boy Scout days of be prepared motto. Uh, but something did go wrong. Something that I should have known better, but I didn't. If you are not in the IT side of your school, you will probably never see this side. But inside of Google, on the Google admin dashboard, there's a ton of settings that you can tweak to make it specific for your what's called domain. And your domain is basically that last part of your email address. That domain is what controls your G Suite for education. In the Google Classroom settings, there are options basically set up to protect the students, okay? So that you can tweak these settings for your classroom and also for what your students can get out and see. And I thought I had everything set up and I did on my end. You know, I could control those, I knew it would work, but I overlooked the opposite side on what their settings could be. So what this meant was inside of the Google Classroom on, on my settings, on my admin side, I had it available that um, anybody from any domain can enroll into a Google Classroom on our domain. I did this knowing that you know, I've got people coming, 30 plus people coming from I, I don't know, 10, 15 different schools or so, each one on its own separate domain. So I need to have it open, allowing all other users to come in and join my classrooms. Well, right below that, there's another button that allows me to say whether or not the people on my domain can join other domains, Google Classrooms. So basically what happened was I did everything right on my end. I didn't think to tell them to make sure their their Google admin team uh, had that setting allowed so that they could join my classroom. And because of this, I had not a ton, no, maybe, maybe a quarter, definitely not like a third of the people in the room when we got to enroll them in my class so that I could show them around the student side of things. They couldn't log in and see it because that that setting was tweaked and classic me you know 10 years ago when i got into education i would have gotten so frustrated i would have been pulling my hair out trying to figure this out but i kept telling myself hey think of the magic potion this is one of those prime opportunities where we stay calm we keep our composure and it's a learning moment i was able to take that and express that to the teachers that were in the room so, yes, we were here to talk about Google Classroom, but we also got to see in action what happens when technology doesn't go right. Okay. I could have easily gotten frustrated and been like, all right, I guess we can't do this. Or I may have gone in and spent hours, not hours, but a good amount of time just trying to make them new accounts. So on my side, so that they could log in temporarily and everything. I was, I was very fortunate that a few of the folks from the diocesan office were in the training 
and they actually had a G Suite account created on their side of things for every teacher in the entire diocese. So those couple folks were able to go around the room and help me out. It was wonderful. You know, we could have figured it out, but showing that opportunity that, hey, this is when something's not going right, it's out of my control. What can we do to alleviate this? Got that whole mindset going of, you know, the group mentality of, let's try this, let's try this. And we were all able to come together and get it resolved within five, 10 minutes or so, as opposed to spending an hour and wasting a lot of time, like I did with that lesson years ago and the streaming video issues. So don't be afraid when something goes wrong in your class. You need to be able to think on your feet. You need to be able to uh, stay calm, keep that composure so you can think on your feet and adjust. You only have a limited amount of time with these students, so you want to maximize all of your opportunities with them. So along those same lines, if something goes wrong, don't be afraid to ask for help. You know, the tech people may not always be around. You probably can't just open the door and shout for them to come down. They have a lot of things going on. They can't drop what they're doing always to, to come immediately to try and resolve something in your room. So don't be afraid to ask for students for help when you think it's appropriate. Now, obviously, you don't want to ever give a student your password for any website. You don't want to ask them for, oh, well, what do you think is going on here with my online gradebook? They don't need to, you don't need to worry, have concerns about student privacy. You don't ask them that. Um, they probably shouldn't be touching cables or anything either. You know, maybe, eh, no, no, I, I would not be comfortable um, knowing that I'm the tech person where I'm at and finding out that somebody somewhere let students be messing around with courts. I set it up away for a reason. Uh, yeah. So don't let, don't let the students be playing around with wires, you know, not talking electrical wires. They shouldn't be playing with those, but uh, don't let them be unplugging and plugging things in, but let them think it out and, and try to help you. You know, they're the digital natives. They've been around this stuff their entire life. And you know, with tablets, you might not have been using an iPad all your life, but they have, they, they could quite easily know exactly what setting that needs to just be flipped over or how do you do a soft restart on a iPad, something along those lines. And the other key component of this is that by asking for help, you are showing your students that it is okay to ask for help. You know, this is something that so many people struggle with that they think asking for help is is demonstrating that they don't know what they're doing. We don't always know everything. This is how we learn as educators. And this is what we're trying to teach these students that it's okay to fail and it's okay to ask for help when needed. I mean, you shouldn't always be dependent on other people, but you know when the time and place is right to, to open up. And it's so difficult to do that if you're not staying calm at the same time. When you're frustrated, it's, it's difficult to get your mind right to be like, okay, is this something that I could ask somebody else to help me with? The other part of that is that you're, you'll build rapport with the students. You know, if you ask for help and you're demonstrating to them that you believe in them, 
that they could be the ones that solve your problem, you're demonstrating to these students that you trust them. And that's going to open up a whole new realm of respect that they will have for you when they feel that my teacher does believe in me. My teacher does trust me. Look at this. They asked me for help and they valued my input. Now, they might, it, it might not even be that student that is the one helping you that day. It could be somebody off over in the corner being like, oh, well, maybe someday my teacher will ask for help and it's something that I can do for them. So this is going to help build rapport. It's, it's a great opportunity for students to you know, know, know more about the teacher and share their talents with the classroom as a whole. And they could end up being the hero for the day. That's going to be something that's going to last a lifetime memory for them there. You know, the other kind of flip side of that is that you're showing that they can ask for help. And hopefully with a mental health aspect, you're demonstrating to them that if things aren't going right emotionally, it's okay to ask for help. I'm not sure that's not what you're doing necessarily that day, but you're showing that even my teacher, even this authority figure doesn't always have things perfectly. And they're asking for help. You know, that's another teachable moment to keep your mental health in check yourself and for your students. If you're struggling with something, don't let it fester. You got to, you got to approach it. You got to open up. You have to ask for help with others around there. So the big thing I want you to take away from this podcast today is remember things will not work 100% of the time. It's your reaction to what happens next that determines what is going to happen to the class as a whole. Don't let your entire class period be lost because you're frustrated and you're too, you know, I call myself bullheaded to, uh, to open up and ask for help or what other people's opinion might be to, to fix what is, uh, what the problem is. So stay calm, keep your composure and look forward to the school year, open up and be willing to accept assistance from others. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Magic Potion Podcast. This podcast was created using Anchor FM. Please subscribe and leave comments with your thoughts and ideas from the classroom. Until next time, get out there and make it happen.